Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is Coach Laura Swain. And today I have a very special guest. His name is Tomas Dion. Tomas, how are you doing today? Good, good. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm so glad that you're here, and I appreciate you taking time to do this with me today. Oh, thank you. Um, I wanted to talk to you just first for maybe people who don't know who you are. I wanted to ask sort of what your current job occupation is. So I'm a professional fighter in MMA and kickboxing, and I'm also a coach at uh, AKA American Kickboxing Academy. So mm -hmm. yes, that's pretty much what I do. Okay. And can we talk a little bit about your background in MMA and kickboxing, which promotions you fought for and all the uh, titles that you've won? Mm -hmm. So I started with uh, Sancho or Sanda, which is a uh, Chinese kickboxing. So I did that for a long time. And um, I, was, uh, I was a French champion back in France and then I, I took a um, and then I had a, a European title in uh, 2008 and then I won a world champion belt uh, for ISKA and then I have uh, I have some kickboxing fight I fought for glory I'm still fighting for glory and uh, in 2008 in 2009 after I got a uh, um, couple titles a uh, couple good titles you know in uh, in in sensual and kickboxing I uh, I moved to US in 2009 and I signed a contract with Strike Force and that's how I started my uh, <clears throat> my MMA career and uh, and then yes I, I continue to I can I continue to fight in uh, in MMA for a good uh, a good 10 years a good 10 years I fought for Strike Force. I fought for Bellator. I fought for a smaller show. I took a, um, I got the WFC belt in MMA. So uh, yeah, it was a long run, and uh, and I'm still I'm still active right now, and I'm doing much more coaching and managing the fighters at AKA now. Okay. Um. So it's, it's quite a resume that you have over a long period of time. Can I ask what the process was like? So you were fighting in uh, Paris, is that correct? Yes, I was fighting in Paris, yeah. I was and then, fighting in Paris. And then did you get signed because did people come seek you out from Strike Force while you were fighting in Paris? No, actually, I'm the one who... Um, I'm the one who decided to get out. I, uh, you know, as soon as I realized that um, you couldn't do that sport, so which is um, central, you couldn't do that professionally. I mean, you could, but you couldn't make a, a living out of this, you know. Yeah. I decided to uh, to start looking outside. At first, I wasn't even gonna. I wasn't even thinking about MMA. I actually, I just wanted to go in a country where I could do that sports and get and get paid you know and to be able to just train and train and fight and uh and i you know i because i did a lot of tournaments around around the world uh, I, I had contacts with a lot of countries so at first i was gonna go in russia and then i was gonna go yeah i wasn't even gonna go and train in romania and then i was gonna go in china and I, so i was looking um i was looking into all these countries to be able to leave 
because like like uh, like a lot of different uh, martial arts in in uh, or even any fighting sports in France, um, there's not a lot of money. You know, in France, it's only soccer, basketball, rugby, things like that. But really, uh, whatever is not in the Olympics, it's kind of it's almost impossible to just do that. You know, so I just wanted to be able to um, to train. And at the time, I was very young. You know, so um, I didn't care about making a lot of money. All I cared was to be able to train and and only train you know in france i had i had different jobs and stuff so it was very hard so um and then i uh actually i i one day i was in on myspace yeah that was uh, a long time ago <laughs> yes <laughs> so i was on myspace and i saw a um i saw kong lee kong lee who is uh he was already a, a central champion here in the u.s Mm-hmm. So I saw I went on his page and I saw that he was living in Milpitas and my 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 cousin was living in Milpitas. So I was like, he was with me and I, I told him, hey, how about uh, you know, next time I go over there, um, we just pay him a visit, you know, and see what's going on over there. And it was like, yeah, great. And then that's how it started. We went on vacation and I came here and I came, I came to uh, Congress gym. And uh, we sparred, and he liked what I was doing, and and then and then that's how it that's how it started, and then actually he um he, he made me come back to 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 fight in kickboxing for ISK belt, and I came back and I had two fights in one night, and then I won I won the the title, and uh, and that's how I was able to get a contract with Strikeforce, so Strikeforce. Oh. Strikeforce uh, made the paperwork for me. They made me uh, a two years, two years uh, visa to be able to come and train and, and to fight for them. So that's how that's that, that's that's how my entire uh, um, MMA career or, or career in US started. Actually, wow. Okay. No, that's an interesting story. I always wondered sort of how you got here from there. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to know just when you were younger. How did you get started in Sanchao or kickboxing at all? Um, I don't really remember, but what I remember is that I um, I was always into I was always into Jackie Chan and you know Bruce Lee, Jean Claude Van Damme, just like just like anybody else, you know. Right. And uh, you know I, I don't remember exactly, but I remember when I was. Uh, looking for martial arts to do, you know, I was looking for into karate, and then I started kung fu, <clears throat> and I liked kung fu, but it was more like the form of it, you know, like the the kata and stuff, you know, it wasn't really fighting, it was more uh, traditional martial arts, traditional form. So, but I, I, I was into it too because I, I watched so many uh, martial arts movies that you know I just wanted to try. It. So and and then I tried, and then I, in in kung fu, this is where there is like a little. Uh, there is, let's say, the, the traditional martial arts part, and there is also the fighting part, which is sensual. Okay. And the sensual is um, is uh, is the Chinese kickboxing. If you, uh, for those who don't know what it, what is it, it's uh, it's it's kickboxing with throws, with takedowns. So we are about to. Uh, there is a beginning of wrestling in there, you know, just the takedown. So uh, I, you know, I fell in love with that, and that's how I started to compete. I was really. Uh, you know, and when I was young, I was also scared to fight. So my competitive sides actually pushed me to do it because I was like, okay, this it looks hard, but it's cool at the same time. So let me just try it. You know, so I tried it, and then and then uh, and then uh, I realized, oh, I can actually do that. You know, 
let's yeah. uh, let's keep it let's keep let's let's continue and then you know i try to oh i think i can compete you know because you know it doesn't doesn't hurt too much and then you know <laughs> champion of paris champion of france and now i was i was in it all the way <laughs> yeah. yeah okay um and how difficult was that i imagine it must have been a difficult transition to come from france to the u.s and and you had to learn the language as well yes yeah, yeah um, it was difficult um it was very difficult at first and it was also intimidating you know like uh, um it, it, you come to us you know it's such a big world it's such like i i watch i watch i watch us on tv since I, I was born you know so it was very intimidating to to go there for the first time and see this big country and with all this you know opportunity and people very open and stuff like that so yeah that was very hard and, uh, at first because I wasn't speaking English yeah. but uh, I was lucky that my cousin was here you know so so he would help me with with uh, with everything I need oh wow I, uh, yeah my cousin Habib was here uh, before me he was living in Oregon and when he moved to when he moved to uh, North San Jose Milpitas he, um, this is when I actually started to do things uh, over there too so we kind of moved at the same time and okay. uh, yeah it, it was hard but good thing my cousin was here because he was helping me with uh, with everything and then little by little I started to uh, to, to learn the language and uh, things like that yeah I think it's very impressive that you came here not knowing the language and I'm glad that your cousin was here for you but still yeah. that's a huge must have been a huge adjustment I can't even imagine yeah yeah, yeah. um so you started at Kangli Spot, and then you. When did you start working um, and training over at AKA? So in two thousand nine, I started with uh, Kangli's uh, Kangli's team, and then I left Kangli's team in uh, two thousand eleven, and then I went and trained in. Uh, in uh, I went and moved to AKA because I needed more wrestling and things like that. So. Um, yeah, I, I moved at AKA two years after, so that was 2011. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in your fight career, which has now been quite long, 2000, well, before 2009, but your pro fight career started in 2009, yes? Uh, I had some pro fight in kickboxing. Before. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's when MMA started, yeah? That's when MMA started, exactly, Okay. 2009. Okay. So I've been following your career. I've been to a couple of your fights. I've seen you around the around the fight scene around San Jose. And I always I have a I mean I'm a huge fan of just striking particularly and just MMA in general, but I have a lot of admiration for fighters because you have a very difficult job. <laughs> your your job is is very difficult. And I and I wanted to know sort of what if you can think of some of the highs and lows of your career. Like you talked about the WFC mm -hmm. that title, right? And was that, if I'm correct, the sidekick to the face? Is that correct? Oh yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What a highlight reel moment that was, sir. Um, so yes, it was amazing, you guys. If you have not seen this, please uh, Google Tomas, and you will find it very quickly. And it's uh, it looks very painful and very amazing. Um, <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> but I think about sort of some of the highs and lows that you've had in your career. And I wondered during the difficult times, how do you get through that? Um, it's a good question because um, when you're in it, you don't realize. But yeah, it's very, very hard when you uh, difficult time, meaning let's talk about a loss because there are so many different <laughs> difficult time but um yeah a loss is very hard to take because you know every time when you fight you um your next fight is going to decide how your life is going to change you know so uh, this is this is um this is very hard to to take and even even before the fight is already a uh, very hard even before the win or loss it's already very hard because you just don't know how it's gonna be you know like uh, if i win i'll be able to get this and to go there and to do this and to sign there if i lose then i'm back to over there you know so it's very uh it's very hard you know uh psychologically but um no you just you know we fighters in the ring but we also fighters uh in life you know whatever a loss is a is a loss, you know, technically, but but it's it's really like people say, it's it's really a lesson, you know. You learn from it, and most 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 of us, we uh we get back to work right away. So you're just down for a couple of days, but you just can't wait to go back and improve again. So, um, uh, it was it was hard for a little bit, and you're always saying, you know, it always stays in your head, but it also motivates you to train even harder, you know. So. Um, you know, then there are losses, but um, there are great lessons. And it's it's a part of the job. You know, it's really uh, like we we fighters. We're not just uh, you know, we're not just uh, performers. Meaning, you have someone in front of you. That means you're gonna get punched. You're gonna punch, and you're gonna get punched too. Well, that's the same thing in life. You know, you're going to you're going to win, and you're going to lose sometimes. So. Um, you know, when you get punched, you don't you don't just you know lay down and and cry. You get punched, well, then you you might you might move your leg your your head a little a little better next time. You know, mm -hmm. so that's the same thing for for fighting. You uh, you just you know, and especially when you're in it, you don't you don't um, you don't take time to reflect too much. You just get back to work right away. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all you can do really is to get back to work and shake it off and, and, and not spend time uh, oh I could have done that I could have done that but you know you um, you leave some scars but we are strong enough to not focus on it and to continue to look forward you know yeah yeah that sounds like really good advice for people in general in life right um, yeah that makes a lot of sense um, so what have been some of the higher points of your career or the, what you've considered the high points? Uh, so what is your question? So some of we talked about the lows. What have mm -hmm. been the high, some of the highs in your career, like your favorite moments during your career? Oh, any, uh, any wins, you know, any wins, any, any traveling. I really enjoy the traveling, you know, when I was in, uh, any, uh, when I was in the national team, of uh, central of France, we used to travel all the time in different countries, and and those were probably the uh, the most uh, learning learning experiences. 
and, and and fun that I had, you know, around the world was when we were traveling in tournaments, you know, uh, in different countries because you see different culture and you get to you get to party with these people, you get to uh, to uh, to spend time with these people in different countries, and and you you see, you know, and there are like hundreds of countries in one in one place, you know, so you see so much at that moment that uh, yeah, that's probably a. Uh, um, my best experience and then and then you know any any wins any wins in mma or kickboxing any wins or any big wins or any good knockout like the psychic that you mentioned earlier all mm-hmm. this stuff are you know are um yeah the highest uh, the highest moment of my career of my fighting career you know and also coaching when you have a fighter a fighter who wins or who does who execute a, a game plan or who does like I'll show you good results from uh, the training that you guys did. This is also very satisfying, you know. Yeah. And, and I have my kids today, so when they when they show me a good good uh, when they train correctly, and it, it's also very uh, uh, joyful for me. Yeah. So tell me about coaching. How long have you been? You said you started fighting out of AKA and training there, but how long have you been coaching there? At AKA, I started right away. I started right away when I was at AKA. Okay. Um, yeah, not 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 too long after I got there, I was able to teach already because I've, I, I I was teaching or, or, or already back in France, and uh, I already had a a big a big experience in in striking when I got to AKA. So um, I was already teaching at Kongs already. So mm-hmm. when I got to AK, I already had a a good experience um, in in teaching. So right away they uh, uh, they gave me some classes that I could teach. You know, it would it would uh, it would uh, allow me to make some money uh, on the side and things like that. So I started right away, pretty much. Yeah, I was doing adult and a little bit kids, and but I was doing much more adult. Yeah. Okay. And. As far as I understand it, you're working with both sort of students and also the pro fighters. You're also coaching as well over there. Yes, yes, I'm. Uh, I'm actually the striking coach for the pro team right now. Okay. So on the, on kickboxing days, I, uh, I I teach the class. We do some drills and things like that, and uh, I also um, I also coach the guys when they go to fights. You know. Um, when they go to UFC or Bellator or any even smaller show, yeah. we want to combat a combat a global. Um, so I I go and corner I I go and help them for the camps and also corner them the day of the fight and um, <clears throat> and also and then and then yes I do the classes I do the classes and I do a lot of private stuff. so private uh, private session is what I've been doing. Uh, um, on the side, you know, on top of uh, the pro training. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you were just at UFC last weekend, right? The Islam fight? Yeah, yeah. I was just at UFC. We had uh, Islam who won and we had uh, Gabriel Benitez who lost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one, one win, one, one loss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's really, I just think it's really cool that you get this full spectrum of athletes to work with um, yeah, yeah yeah i enjoy it a lot yeah that's really I enjoy cool it a lot yeah um so are there any particular fighters and maybe this is a very long list and but are there particular fighters that you have been 
inspired by throughout your career? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. But like you said, it would be a long list. But really, yes. um, you know, the first guys that I was watching back in France, that was Fedor and and Krokop, you know, back in the Pride era. Uh-huh. So uh, I was inspired, but at that moment, I was. I had no idea that I was going to fight in MMA uh, one day. That looked too crazy for me, you know, <laughs> the, way, the way they were punching each other on the ground and jumping and, and, and punching. And at that time, you could even kick the guy in the, in, in the head, you know, uh, yes. he's on the ground. So it was crazy to me. Uh, but I was watching. I was really, it was entertaining me. So, I, you know, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. So these guys, these guys um, inspired me. And then when I came here, you know, all these guys from Mickey. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Ken Ken Velasquez, Daniel Cormier, Josh Thompson, they, th- those guys were my uh, my my elders. You know, my, my my big brother until until today. You know, so, yeah. Um, those guys were the guys that really helped me when I came in. Uh, these guys were really, and even Kong Kong, same thing with Kong Lee. You know. Yeah. Um, and we came from the same martial arts. We came from the same sport. So uh, I, I relate a lot to what he did, and he was able to help me a lot too. When I moved to US, you know, he was really uh, trying to help me with what I should do, what I shouldn't do, because we, we're from the same sport. So he helped me a lot too. And then, uh, and then, yeah, when I moved to AK, all these guys, all these beasts, like everyone knows, you know, there are so many, uh, there are so many champions over there. So yeah. DC, DC is our wrestling coach, so, you know, inspiring me every day. Ken Velasquez, you know, Luke Rockholz, all these, I, I was inspired by all these guys. And of course, yeah. Miguel Mendes, who was helping me every day and still today, you know. I mean, it's really incredible when you think about, I mean, even as a fight fan, who we have here yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> in San Jose. It's incredible, the, the yeah. talent that we have here. It's really amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I was, uh, before this, I was trying to prep for your interview, Tomas, and um, I listened to uh, you talking about Habib and how long it took to get up even against him while sparring, Um, and that you guys just knew right off the bat that he was going to be a champion. Mm -hmm. So was it just the, the level of you were talking about his mindset and that that really set him apart. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, His mindset and also his system, you know, his technique, you know, like um, in Russia, they're very lucky to have a Sambo. Um, Sambo is very close to MMA. So uh, it looks like his game, his system was just ahead of uh, the people. Mm. You know I mean? The head of the rest of uh, MMA uh, because most people in MMA come from either wrestling, so you have to make that transition from wrestling to wrestling in the cage with ground and pound, so you have to make a transition, you know, or you see people from jiu-jitsu, so they need to make a transition too, because with the ground and pound, it's, it's not it's not the same thing, and, 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 and um, you know, and there are the wrestlers, so they have to change the game to be able to compete with the wrestlers, you know, and there are strikers, and strikers need to learn all the striking game, the the, the grappling game. So, but 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 uh, in sambo, they already have all this. Mm. You know, so it's pretty much the same rules, but there's no cage, there's no fences. 
So I feel like, uh, uh, you know, the people in, uh, in Russia and Dagestan, they're, they're also advanced because they have that sports and that culture is so strong and they're also uh, great athletes and, you know, they train very hard. So they, they just had uh, all the attributes to be able to uh, not only compete, but to dominate, you know, so um, that's what, that's what, that's what Khabib did. And um, yeah, we, we could just tell from the beginning that this guy was different. Yeah. No, and not, not especially because his technique or his strength or whatever. It's because because his mind is his mental, his his mm-hmm. will, his will to to do uh, to do what he's supposed to do. So it was it was very different, you know. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear that, especially considering the talent, right? Like these levels that we're talking about are uh-huh. such elite athletes, all of you guys, and so right. mm-hmm. yeah, that was a really interesting perspective to have on yeah, things. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, still come and, and even dominate at the gym at AKA, you know? Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask um, about your nickname, Nomas. Where did that come from? Oh, it came from uh, sparring, if I remember correctly. You know, uh, I would spar with the guys and they would say, okay, no more, you know. It <laughs> 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 happened. So, uh, it was just, it was just something to a name to mess around with and it's sick. You know, it also rhymes with my name because the way I pronounced pronounced it when I came here, Thomas, uh, instead of Thomas, because I had a French accent. Yeah. I, I still have a French accent. Um, but yeah, yes. I was saying Thomas. So Thomas, Thomas, it was just sounding a uh, 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 pretty good. So we, you know, we, we kept we kept it. It stuck around as nicknames yeah, right. do. Uh huh. I wanted to also ask you, outside of coaching, you are also an activist for MMA for Africa, and I wanted to ask about that program. Yeah, so uh, we have um, uh, um, a non-lucrative association that is called uh, Lionheart Initiative, or MMA for Africa on, on social media. So, um, and, and we just, you know, we just... Um, we're just finding ways to promote, not not promote, but really um, develop uh, martial arts in Africa. You know, like 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 we all know, we have uh, Africa has a lot of potential. Um, all you need is the right people and the you know the the resources to be able to um, to put things together to to make MMA events or. Our jiu-jitsu event. We've been doing a lot of jiu-jitsu event lately, and uh, yeah, we um, we went there. We, me, I only went to Senegal because that's where I'm from. That's where my my, my parents are from. So um, um, I used to go there when I was a kid. So I was I was very familiar with the place. So we uh, we went back. Um, we went back uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, and we did we did couple seminars in different in different city in Senegal. So that that was great. We did all this uh, for free, so all the kids and and adults could come for for without paying anything. So we uh, it was it was great. A lot of people showed up. We took a video. We took videos, um, and uh, it was it was it was really good. And we still uh, continue to try to make even to try to make a. Uh, seminars or, or even competition. Now, uh, now you see that the, the, there is a, there are MMA fights 
in different places in Africa. There, there were already MMA fights before, but uh, it started to ex- it's starting to expand way more now. So, yeah. um, so and then and then and then you see some athletes that would get out and and do well also in you know in big organization like we can see today. You know, we 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 see Francis Ngannou and and other guys from Africa that are doing uh, very well too. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, we know that there is potential over there. We just need to put it together. To uh, but then of course you know with the pandemic everything slowed down, so we haven't been uh, very active lately. Yeah, I just thought it was a really cool opportunity and wanted to ask about it. And and if people are interested, they could look it up and right. and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. And then I wanted to ask too uh, about your about your kids. So if you if any of you follow Tomas on social media, you see him coaching his children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How how has that been to watch their progress as they get older? Uh, it's nice. It's nice to it's nice to see. Um, but uh, I don't take it too seriously. It's just nice to see for me because because uh, because I've been in this sports. Uh, uh, for so long, so now that I see the kids moving so well, I'm like, oh wow, that's very nice to see to see kids uh, uh, so young but moving moving uh, uh, decently. You know, it's nice to see, especially when it's your kids. You know, but uh, you know, I was really uh, doing this just to uh, to share something. You know, to share a passion. That yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. We're not taking this too seriously. I'm just sharing this just in case they want to do that one day. When yeah. they, when they uh, grow up a little bit, at least they will have solid bases, you know. And uh, and uh, and that's also something that we we share all together. We're having fun at at home, you know. I don't bother them too much with this. We're only doing this for for fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, you know. So um so uh, but but I try to stay uh, consistent and you know since they were since they were they started to walk. Uh, um, they also want to copy me too, you know, so they see me at work and they see me training all the time. So I knew that they were going to try to copy me, you know, so I'm just, um, I'm just sharing what I, what, what I, what I know, you know, like, uh, uh the, the, the older guy is, um, is really into soccer, you know, and the, the second guy is more the guy into boxing, but they're both doing very good, you know, so if one day they want to come this way, then. At least they'll be ready and they know that they can, you know. But I don't need them to do that, really, you know. I'm, yeah. Uh, and I know mm-hmm. how hard this thing is. There are so much other things that you can do that would, that would, uh, you know, make you. I just think about just the skills that they're learning that can be transferred into anything, though. Just movement and reflexes and the things that you're teaching them. And like you said, it looks like you guys are just having a good time. And yeah, you know, and uh, but but not just physically, also in in your head, you know, just doing mm-hmm. something seriously, you know, it's, it's just just focusing on the detail, you know, focusing on something, try to do something right, you know, it's not even about uh, uh, learning how to fight or things like that. Yeah, it's gonna help. It, it might help, and they do jujitsu too, so I'm sure they can defend themselves if something happens, hopefully. But. Um, it's also just for them to do something, especially in this generation where a kid can stay on iPad like all day, you know, so it's very, uh, it's very, and it's very easy for the parents to do that, to just, you know, it's, it's very, it's easier for us to tell them to just stay on the iPad. So we, we have peace at, at many times, but I'm, uh, 
I'm trying to make them do uh, much more, you know, just to let them know that they have options and to let them also be confident in their abilities, you know, to, to know that, look, you might not be able to do this now, but if you continue training, look, you uh, you can do it now. You remember when you were not good, not that good, and now look how good you are. You know, it's it's, it's life lesson in, in general. In general, yeah. it's not even uh, just physically... Uh, you know, it's not just a physical thing. It's also, it, it's a really a reflection of uh, um, what's going to happen in life, you know. Yeah. So speaking of um, kind of teaching and coaching, I was listening to another talk that you, um, you were talking to some other person in an interview and you were talking about you as a coach. And when you work with students, you are a you're all about teaching how to fight as opposed to a conditioning coach. Uh, yes, no, co yeah, conditioning is conditioning is not my job. You know, conditioning yeah. conditioning is really, uh, you know, it's just like a in a in a in a sport of uh, in a sports of uh, uh, car racing. I'm just I'm just the pilot. I am not the mechanic. You understand? Yes. So uh, this is this is this is how I would describe it. You know, um, um, uh, conditioning is very something different. It's a, it's the science behind this. It's another art again. You know, so you need to know about the human body. You need to know about yourself. You need to know how to study uh, someone. You know, the heart rate and things like that, the muscles. So this is like another another school you know so that's not something that i claim to understand you know i uh, uh um, that that i pretend to understand you know i uh, i know a little bit i know some basis because i've done that for so long and even whatever i know i know for myself and we're all different so it's really something that i don't want to adventure myself uh uh, uh, teaching because it's so complicated and we have specialists that do that you know so um i can i can you know when i train someone like of course i respect some principle that we all know about cardio or things like that or on the meets or type pads you know i know what to do at minimum but um in our level it's better it's of course much more important to have a a real conditioning coach, you know, that's we're doing two different things, you know, just right. the nutritionist and, and the yeah. massage therapist, you know, it's really different jobs, you know, that's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't do these other things. <laughs> yes. Well, I just wanted to clarify in case people were interested in contacting you, that I think that's an important distinction to have because right. some people come into class, just get their ass kicked, right? And yeah, yeah. not necessarily... Uh, going to happen. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. so I just wanted to, to clarify that. Um, I don't do uh, I don't do cardio class. Uh, yeah. I find I find that boring too. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I wanted to ask you one more thing, and then and then we'll be done. And it's a little uh -huh. bit more lighthearted. Um, I see that you've been doing some modeling, sir. Yeah. <laughs> How did that all start? That's my wife that got me into it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, she's been asking me to do this for a while, and I was never into. I was so. I was also so focused in my uh, in my career that I was like, man, I don't have, I don't have time to do this, you know. And 
you know, I'd do it if you give me the job right now, you know, I'd do it, but to start to, to sign up in an agency and do some auditions and stuff like that, like, I was never down to do this, but my wife continued to, to, to work, to work on me, to work on my head, so, uh, she finally, uh, she finally uh, got me, and uh, yeah, we went to a uh, San Francisco and we signed up in agency and it went well and and I'm doing a, that, that, that's, I'm doing that on the side too and you know it's not it's not even bad it's just, it's, it's easier than I uh, it's much easier than I thought because it's not fashion model, modeling you know it's just a, it's just regular regular it's just commercial for it could be family modeling it could be uh, sports you know it's nothing like a you know the, the the fashion modeling that we have in head you know it's just regular commercial regular ads for social media or for tv or things like that so the, the money is money is good and and it's very easy to do so so yeah i'm i'm doing that on the side too and with the pandemic you know we we do all the auditions from from Zoom in Zoom meetings, so it's much easier now. So now I have no reason to not to do that. You know, it's very very yeah. easy. Yeah. So you and Luke Rockhold, who also did some modeling, straight out of AKA over there. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say you're the better model? <laughs> I'm definitely the better model, but <laughs> it just makes uh, a thousand times more money. Uh, him, 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 uh, him, he, uh, him, he does real, real fashion modeling. You know, he, uh, he, I think he signed with Ralph Lauren or something like that. So him is doing it big. You know, me is really something on the side. Him, yeah, is making, he, he, he's making a, a much bigger numbers. You know, and it's, it's real nice. He's tall. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, he, uh, he can, he can, uh, he can do these things uh, easy. You know. Yeah, I was just teasing. I just, uh, I somehow knew because you are competitive, you guys, mm-hmm. that you would say you were the better model. So I'm glad that that worked out for me. Yeah, that's how it is in, uh, in, uh, yeah, anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tomas. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time and just for answering the questions and giving me some insight into your life. It's been really cool to listen to different parts of your story. Of course, you're welcome. That, that was a pleasure.